Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams. Here is my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for taking time out of your day to become a better leader. We release a new episode every Wednesday. Love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Visit leadinghope.online. Get updates, find out more about the Leading Hope community. DM us anytime if you have questions. Uh, uh, we're just here to be learning like you uh, to become better leaders. And uh, we have been in this series, Kevin. Second uh, week. This is the second week. Seven conversations about your seven top leadership lessons. Yeah. The top. Yep. So, I mean, this is not, I mean, not, not, not leadership or leadership, not faith, not spiritual. Right. But wasn't meant to be marriage, but right. it kind of was last week. Yeah. But, but in, do you remember the name of last week's? Uh, only let God uproot you. There you go. Good job. There we go. Look at me. Every week and see if you can keep those in order. Yeah, there's uh, no way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> but, 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 but this is, when we say the seven top leadership, your leadership, like, yep, like this is like, yeah. Kind of the pinnacle, right? I mean, I don't know what we, where we go after this with the leadership. This is it. It's 198 episodes. Episode 198, 198. Oh, man. And, and the crazy thing is, this is the top seven. Like, all the <laughs> other ones are lesser than. It is also, like, I'm <laughs> like, you don't have a response to that, which I love. I want to restate, like, it's, it's my desire also not to, like, say what everyone else has already said. Sure, of course. Like, I don't want it to be, like... I don't know. Yeah. This is not my regurgitation of right. John Maxwell or Patrick Lencioni sure. or whatever else. Which is why the only thing that we really have going, just so you know, is this thing right here, which is just a clock. <laughs> there are no notes. We've, already, we've only got 18 more minutes so, now yeah. that I'm aware of. There we go. And, yeah. and, and here we go. I mean, what's today's top leadership lesson? So um, Let's have a conversation. Yeah. So... It started with, I was kind of tracing it back on different pieces. And this is one that I could share, like every single thing that I felt like I've done that was meaningful. Yeah. This lesson is at play. Okay. And I think it is the, I think it's. At play meaning current. Yeah. I mean, this is it. Like you're walking through this. Yeah. At all times. Okay. Yeah. So it comes back to uh, when it first started, uh, I was a youth pastor. We had originally started meeting in, uh, we had a teen center. Which was just like this. I don't even ha- know how to describe how disgusting this building was. It was like a, it was like a, it was basically a double wide at the end of a church parking lot that the students had painted. Sounds like a mall kid playground. That like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> that like <laughs> everyone had, it was just filled with people's old couches. Okay. So oh. it was like, oh, okay. Every couch that like families in the church room. wanted to get rid of. The college apartment. Yeah, but grosser. Oh, I don't know if like, that's possible. Well, <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Okay. And so like we had met out there and our youth group was about 20 students. And the building held about 20 students. So look at that together. Yep. And uh, I made the move one year that no one was using the gym, the sanctanasium, to be more clear. If you're unfamiliar with Church World, what this yeah, is. Do you want to explain what that? I've never even heard of that. Oh, you have. Oh. No. And I would refuse to refer to anything that. So it's basically a sanctuary that doubles as a gymnasium. Okay. So you've got the basketball hoots that raise up so you can like sit right on the three point line as you're turning and facing the yeah, platform. Yeah. Can't be a worship gym. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's. Well, they're already all worship gyms. Oh. Uh, 
there we go. <laughs> just, just false worship, but that's not what this podcast is about. So there we go. So we had a sanctanasium. It's like 270 chairs in it. And like at great cost, I was like, we will meet there every Wednesday. Yeah. We didn't have a like facilities team, anything like that. I was like, I will take the chairs down on Tuesday. I will set them all up Thursday morning. Okay. So this is what I did every week. Cause I like, we need more space. Yeah. If we're going to reach more students, we quite literally need more space to reach more students. So you didn't, you at this point didn't know how to raise a team up to do that with you. Correct. Got it. Correct. Good. Fair. No, that's a good statement. Yeah. So, uh, so we started doing that and our youth group been doing it for like two months. Youth group grew from like 20 students to like 45 students. Oh, double. And then the kids ministry, uh, decided that they were going to do a musical and they decided they needed the stage for practice on Wednesday nights. There you go. And I said, no. Oh. I don't even know if I had the authority to say no. But it's not did. like it was my sanctanasium. Yeah. But I like, absolutely not. But you did say it. Like, we have built up this space. We have built this up. This is our central focus piece of our youth group. Look at how we've grown. Students are inviting their friends. You guys can practice perfectly fine back in the room that you're in. Like, I can give you two events that we'll go do that'll give you the space, but I cannot abdicate this space for the next three months. Like we will lose too much. Yeah. And I can remember in those moments, this is like funny. It's like, I've got parents of kids and students who are like telling me I'm not a team player. <laughs> Bethany is telling me my wife okay. is like, you need to give up the space. This isn't okay. Like you need to let, to, and I was just like, I don't know why they let me say no. Maybe I was just like really, really stubborn in the moment and no one wanted to fight me. Yeah. But but it worked. Yeah. Like, I want to say it is like our youth group by three months later was running like 70 students every week. Almost and it was triple by then. absolutely worth it. And everyone forgot how mad they were at me. Right. Because now our students are serving in the kids ministry and our students are doing all these other things that is benefiting everyone. And so it was just like that initial moment in which I was so stubborn and so difficult and ticked everyone off became the thing that other people were grateful for. And that's kind of like, that was like the start of this leadership lesson. And, and the lesson that I learned is just simply this, that before anyone else wanted to copy it, it always ticked someone off. Yeah. That if there was never been a time in my life in which other people wanted to copy, wanted to benefit from the thing that everyone else was already doing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like it was something unique that I was doing that said, Hey, teach me about that. Hey, I want to learn about that. How, how'd you guys do that? How'd you make that happen? And that story is always filled with pain. Yeah. <laughs> like the thing that they wanted to copy in the moment because they see the impact of always came in a, at a fight initially. Yeah. And so just the piece is, I think people think that, I think often leaders can find themselves in a spot where they think they can start this new thing, pain-free, that's innovative, that's compelling, and it's going to be so good that everyone's going to want to do it. And I think doing it for the purpose of everyone wanting to do it is a really stupid purpose anyway. So that's not the point. But just this idea that like, hey, before others want to copy it, it always tick someone off first. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much there. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give a couple of things that I heard and then you can choose which one you want to. Yeah, cool. There's the, there's the power of the no. 
Yeah. There's the power of people can will forget the no. Yes. There's the power of the no. Like, hey, no, I need it for this. Like, right, state your case. Right? Mm-hmm. The power of that. Uh, the power of results drive like everything. Yes. <laughs> There's that. Yep. There's also the part where um well let's just go there. Let's start there. Let's start like the no. I know that you, you, you the, the pain-free piece. Like yep. people like think it's going to be pain-free. Yep. That's there's a number of lessons here in this full lesson. Yeah, and I don't Where want Where do you want to start with any of that because there's a number of talking points. Well, my hope from this is like um first off, I I don't want I don't want to give people I don't want this talk to give people permission to just be stubborn for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not well, you weren't stubborn for no reason. Correct. But like the endorsement could be for a for someone who's already antagonistic to work with would just be to like take this as license and be like, see I'm right. They just don't get it. Like they need to just let me do that thing. And so that's not, that's not my hope in this. My my hope is for the person who wants to do something significant and yet is under the slight delusion that it's going to be easy. Yeah. And I, I want to clear that up. Okay. And that they could see from this, like to this day, there is nothing that I am doing that is significant that isn't also agitating someone. And you get into like ministry. Here's the crazy thing is like, I believe that in ministry, your ultimate call is to lead for the sake of people, like not to lead for your own self advancement, not to lead. So like to lead for the sake of the people who you're a part of so that the kingdom of God would be greater and better because of it. Like, I believe that's the calling, especially of ministry leadership. Now the difficulty comes in is that when you make decisions and start initiatives that to actually help people step into a new level of their calling or to reach more people than are currently being reached. The people who you are making these decisions for are the same people who are mad at you in making them. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, I know I feel like the dilemma that I constantly face in leadership is, well, this is probably a bad analogy, but but like, uh, like I, I tell my kids to go to bed not because I'm sick of them. Sometimes I'm sick of them. That's the difficult part of the analogy. I I make my kids go to bed because I want what's best for them. And they're mad at me every time I make them go to bed, but I do it because it's what's best for them. And I think I'm, I feel like I'm never ever removed from that dynamic in leadership in which I make decisions that are best for the future of the organization and best for the people who are a part of it. And yet some of those people always get upset at you about the decision that you're making for them. Right. Um, I just pulled something up and I, I, this is, it's just, I think it goes really well. It's getting right? stoic it's, in here. You're putting the glasses on. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> I, I believe this came from Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart, Georgia head coach. Yeah. Which let's go a little bit of success, right? Yeah. He said this in a, in a press conference. And I just wrote it down because it's, you're, you're kind of talking about the cost of leadership. Yes. The cost always of great leadership. And, and this is what he said. He said, you will have to make hard decisions that negatively affect people you care about. Yes. 
Absolutely. You, you will be disliked, disliked, despite your best attempt to do the best for the most. Yeah. And he said, you will be misunderstood and won't always have the opportunity to defend yourself. Yes. I thought that was amazing. I think that's, I think that's so true and so powerful and everything I believe in this moment. I know. And I was like, when I wrote that down, I didn't know when I was going to, I like wrote it down. It was a press con. It was probably a, an Instagram story, yeah. right? And it was just a press conference. And I'm like, I don't know why I thought I needed to write it down, but obviously this episode is today. Oh, it's that's like, fantastic. That's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like you, the cost of lead, great leadership is the people that you care about will get hurt, not on purpose, but as part of the process. And if we could just make it like really, so that like, that's the, like on the spectrum, like that's the one side of it. The other side of it in, I think, again, I just want to caution because there's some people and they can take this way too far, not in the way that I mean it, not in the way that I intend it, because we have such a uh, uh, we have such a display and promote ourselves culture. But to say, like, at the least, the positive decisions that you make will always create ripples at the most. It will cause a significant amount of pain. To maybe even you and the people that you lead, but at the very least, it'll create ripples. Yeah. And if you're if you're not doing anything that's ever creating ripples, you're probably not leading well. Oh, you, you're not leading well. <laughs> there we go. I'm, <laughs> I'm confident enough to say it yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not leading well. Let's let's be. I wanted to fair. soften the blow, maybe just a little bit when no, it first I, came I, in there. You know, I I feel irresponsible if you if you say if I was to say that. Uh, the the pressure that I feel in this, sorry, just yeah, yeah. the pressure that I feel in this is uh, I get a decent number of pastors asking me how we do stuff, and I share with them what we're doing. And they'll respond with comments like, that's brilliant. And the part of the story they don't see is that when I first started it, someone called me an idiot. Yeah. So like what, what people praise as brilliant now, someone originally told me was stupid and would never work. And I want other people to see the other side of that to go like, you may be called stupid now, but you may be called a genius later. I have the same, not all the people calling me, but when people ask how 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 i'm able to do certain things from the marketing social media you know that kind yep. of thing uh and i have they don't they oh. don't say you're an idiot they and they don't think they say this to anybody yeah but i think they say i, I think they walk away and they would never say that because usually when they when i'm in a meeting with them on a zoom call or a few people or a church yeah. or somebody uh, they're like, oh, yes, this is great. This is great. And, and I don't see any of it really get implemented or any, you know what I mean? And what they do is they walk away. They go, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, could I like friendly fire right here? Yeah. You wanted to start a merch line of conversation starters. Yeah. I was like, cool. Sounds great. Yeah. And I don't know who, but like you were a significant part of it, obviously, like came up with the slogan, ask me about Sundays. Yeah. I didn't think it would work. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I like, I just thought that ask me about Sundays. I thought the conversation starter was a great idea. Yeah. Throw in ask me about Sunday on a shirt. I was just like, oh, 
okay. Yeah. I don't think that'll actually start. Not only is it working, but it's getting copied. <laughs> oh, yeah. In many places. Yeah. Now, I would never, like, if we could talk, like, dynamic there. Like, I trust you enough in your ideas. Yeah. They're like, I don't care if I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. It's going to go through. Yeah. But to say someone who doesn't have that level of trust with you. Sure. Is going to look at that and go, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it just, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the hilarity that people, people will always second guess you. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? I mean, you're going to worry about if it. You, if you let other people second guessing you to continuously cause you to second guess, guess yourself or to back off of yeah. what you have convictions about, yeah. you will never do what you're called to do. No. Yeah, that's exactly right. What what in our last four, three and a half minutes? Oh, I've, I've lost 30 seconds three from last time. Three and a half minutes. What... We talked about the cost of leadership that people will think you're an idiot before they think you're a genius. Yeah. Like, really? I th- you know what I mean? Or whatever language you want to put. Exactly. What is the gap? Here's my question. What is the gap between the l- l- ripple and the, oh, people are really hurt, but massive impact? Like in terms of time or in no, terms of that gap, personally? Because you, you said, yeah, yeah. You said there's, there's, you can, at yeah. least you said there's going to be ripples. Yeah. At maximum, there could be great impact with, with the, the, yeah, the, the cost that is associated with that. The, I would have, I would have never learned this dynamic. If, so how it operates now is I have confidence in myself. Yeah. Like that's the thing that gets me through that is yeah. I have confidence in my judgment. Yeah. I have confidence in my ideas before I had confidence, which there's a season where you shouldn't have confidence because you don't know if it's going to work. Sure. Before I had confidence, I had conviction. Yeah. Like I had conviction that we had to create a place for people. And so my conviction that this was a non-negotiable is the thing that allowed me to endure people thinking I was wrong. Yeah. And once I saw that conviction play out several times and actually work, I was able to develop the confidence to go, you may not see it. You may not understand it. Now you can become just an ego driven leader in this. Who's like, no one gets what I get. And so I am still accountable. I still have different voices speaking into my life, but that doesn't change the fact that every single time we do something significant, people are going to think we're dumb. Yeah. And I think just to add on to that, I think there's a part of you too, that the confidence is not just confidence in yourself. Obviously there's confidence in God, but then there's this, I'm not stuck. Yeah. Because I can learn something new. Yep. And pivot quickly yeah. if it's not working. I think that's a confidence that people don't understand. Yeah. That I'm never stuck. Even if I'm doing driving, driving, driving Agreed. this thing. Right? I'm driving this thing. I'm driving this thing. But I know that I have the ability and skill set and mindset to pivot if it's not. And some people are a one po- trick pony. Yeah. Like, if this doesn't work. I'm done. I was uh, I was on a leadership panel. Uh, it was about a year ago. Oh, I remember that. And I can remember there was this uh, girl in high school, college, and she said, "How do you get over the fear of failure?" And my response was was that most people never actually experience the fear of failure. What they have is the fear of the fear of failure. <laughs> They're so afraid yeah. Yeah. of feeling afraid that they never actually get to the moment where they can see what failure might be like. Yeah. And what you would realize if you would just keep going is that failing is no big deal. Yep. 
you don't care yep. when you failed. You're ready to get on to the next thing. That's good. And if you could get over all the apprehension of the fear of the fear of failure yeah. and the fear of failure, you might actually be able to do something significant. Okay, man. Uh, episode 198. 198. Uh, let's call it, don't be afraid to be an idiot. Don't be afraid to be an idiot. There we go. There we have it. Seven conversations about the top seven leadership principles from Kevin Jack. Can't beat it. Thank you for being here, joining us every week. Make sure you uh, share on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the places. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. DM us if you've got questions. We'd love to field those and talk to you and help you get better like we're trying to get better uh, every week. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.